0: Choose you this day, whom you will serve But well, that's for me in my house, me and my house, me and my house I said choose you this day, whom you will serve But well, that's for me in my house, me and my house, me and my house Good morning Networld and thank you for tuning in We're going to start a new series today. I call it How to Praise and Worship. And our text scripture is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. It says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Continual praise to God may seem like a daunting task. All day and every day, what do I say? Should I talk or sing? Should I be loud or quiet? Do I have to lift my hands or kneel or dance? What do I say when I've run out of words? What if I can't sing? Well, just what is praise and worship? And can I think praise instead of speaking praise? Well, these are all fair questions, and one thing comes to my mind. Let's not make it complicated. If it's simply giving thanks to God, whatever the method and whatever the inward or outward evidence may be it must remain simple to start i believe that there are 3 possible tenses t e n s e s to the giving of thanks and by tense i mean time as past present or future you could call them the time when the sacrifice of thanksgiving takes place and i call them post praise present praise and pre-praise. Post-praise represents thanksgiving or worship after the event has taken place. Present praise represents thanksgiving or worship during the event while it's taking place. And pre-praise represents thanksgiving or worship before the event takes place. So post-praise is about the past, present praise is about the present, and pre-praise is about the future. Post praise is praise to the Lord after he has already done something for you. Present praise is praise to the Lord when he's doing something for you right now. And pre-praise is praise to the Lord before he does something for you. There are examples of each type in the Bible. Concerning post-praise, we find that in 1st Chronicles and the book of Luke. In 1st Chronicles chapter 16 verses 8 through 9, it says Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing psalms to him, talk of his wondrous works. Of course, you can see that that's talking about what the Lord has done in the past. It's talking about his deeds that he has done and his wondrous works that he's already accomplished. And then in Luke chapter 2, verse 20. It says, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Post-praise is not difficult, and it's important to share with others. It tells of the great things the Lord has done in the past. Now, present praise we can find in the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. It says, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Well, present praise, this is the easiest type of praise to do. It's typically an instant emotional reaction of praise for what God is doing at that very moment. But then there's pre-praise. And for some examples of pre-praise, we can go to 2nd Chronicles, Isaiah, and the book of Acts. In 2nd Chronicles chapter 20, verses 21 through 22, it says, "And when he had consulted with the people, He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Obviously, they were praising God before the battle even took place. And then in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, It says, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So here we see a picture of people praising God with the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They were praising God with the pressures of heaviness upon them. They were praising God in the middle of mourning and in the spirit of heaviness. So they were pre-praising God before their answer ever came. And in Acts chapter 16, verses 25 through 26, we read, But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Here we have a picture of them praising God while in jail before they were ever delivered. They were in a dungeon, chained up, without any answers on what they were going to do, and they just were praying and singing psalms to God. So they were pre-praising hymns to God, knowing that their victory would come somehow through His miracle power. This type of praise is not instant, and it's not inspired by our emotions. This is the most difficult type of praise because it is based solely on our faith in God who is more than enough to solve our problem. This type of praise is usually expressed in the middle of great trials and tribulations, believing that God will bring deliverance soon. It's praising God before we have the answer. I love it, post-praise, present praise, and pre-praise. Post-praise is natural, present praise is easy, but pre-praise Now that takes faith, but I want to talk about another term of worship, and it's called what is the sacrifice of praise? Well, we find it in our text verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, which says, therefore by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. The sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips giving thanks, and it's the voice of those who will. And that's how it expresses it in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 11. It says, The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. And of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as at the first, says the Lord. Yep, it's called the sacrifice of praise. In the Old Testament, they offered the sacrifice of animals. Well, in the New Testament, we offer the sacrifice of our praise. The word studies in the New Testament book says, the rabbins or masters had a saying, in the future time, all sacrifices shall cease, but praises shall not cease. And then we read in the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible, it has a note that says this, why is praising God a sacrifice? The word sacrifice, which is the Greek word thusia, T-H-U-S-I-A, comes from the root thuo, a verb meaning to kill or slaughter for a purpose. Praise often requires that we kill our pride, fear, or sloth, anything that threatens to diminish or interfere with our worship of the Lord. We also discover here the basis of all our praise, the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by him, in him, with him, to him, and for him that we offer our sacrifice of praise to God. Praise will never be successfully hindered when we keep its focus on him, the founder and completer of our salvation. His cross, his blood, his love gift of life and forgiveness to us. Well, we should keep praise as a living sacrifice. And I've come up with six effective ways to praise and worship. I'm sure you can think of more. But the first way would be with your mouth. The second way is with your hands. The third way would be with your feet. The fourth way would be with your knees. The fifth way would be with your heart or your spirit. And the sixth way could be with your silence. Let's look at those points. Number one, with your mouth. We can say it, we can sing it, and we can shout it. And a scripture for that is Psalm chapter 71, verse eight, which says, let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. And then the second way with your hands, how about raising them, waving them and clapping them? As it says in Psalm 47, one, oh, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with the voice of triumph. Thirdly, we can praise God with our feet. We can dance with them and we can go with them into all the world. Listen to Psalm 149, verse 3. It says, let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. And the fourth way I mentioned was with your knees. Sure, we can kneel before him. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The fifth way I mentioned was with your heart. That means to know it, to mean it, and to believe it. John chapter 4, verse 23 makes it clear by saying this, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. And the last way I mentioned was in silence. Really? We can praise God by being quiet? Shh. Yes, we can. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. All six ways can be effective in the expression of post praise, present praise, and pre praise. Of course, post praise is for the past, and present praise is for the present, and pre praise is for the future. Let's read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 again. Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So what is the sacrifice of praise? First of all it's the fruit of our lips giving thanks and we read that in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15. And then as we read earlier in Jeremiah 33:11 we found out it's the voice of those who will so, a living sacrifice, here's my quote as to what it is. It's the voice of those who will. It is the voice of those who be. Mm, isn't that interesting? What do I mean by that? Our living sacrifice is not something we do. Rather, it's something we are. It's actually who we are. It's our life in every part of it. Whether we're in a crowd or, or completely alone, or whether it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the morning, well, it may not be three o'clock in the morning, but our time is up. So I'll see you tomorrow, same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Masters House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. you this day but that's for me and my house me in my house me in my house